and 30 on the board. And our first official 30 plus two guest, Alex Parker, Thor, Gas Gas Racing. You got her. Welcome to the show, buddy. And you're, I want to say you're one of the top 10 uh, listeners or our first listeners. Anybody that texts us that says that they're listening, we're like, okay, add them to the list. I well, want to say we're double digits. Going for super fan status. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's getting there. East Coast love. Yeah. 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 So uh, back from where Isaiah is, uh, was Pugwash. Yep. Pugwash, Nova Scotia. So it was so random. We were there last year for Alec, our Alec, different spelling with a C, not with an X, yep. uh, his wedding. And uh, when I text you, like, yeah, we're going out there. So I live in Pugwash. And then we end up golfing. That was a freaking yeah, was great sick. time. No, that was good. Yeah, Pugwash is a good spot. Pretty chill. You were like right across the venue, weren't you? Pretty much. Yeah, it was like... Uh, 700 yards or something as a crow flies from the venue to my house that's actually yeah. wild yeah that was good uh man what a what a day that was because we met uh met up at what's it called um fox harbor but yeah 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 what a track that was yeah yeah six spot so after i left there we rushed out of there because we had to go back to the airbnb get changed we literally showed up at al's wedding like minutes before it started well, the funniest part about Love all it. that was we get out on the on the golf course and Kyle's like filming in on the, you know, he's got this Airbnb lined up. I'm like, dude, like I live here and there's like none in Pugwash. So I don't know where you're staying. And he's like, no, no, it's in Pugwash. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Turns out it's like 25 minutes before you get to Pugwash. And he had to go, we were 25 minutes the other side of Pugwash <laughs> golfing. So it was like, it was an hour trip for him to get back there. And he only had like, an hour and 15 minutes to get to the wedding. It was hilarious. Yeah. I, yeah. His perception of time sometimes when he's traveling is not the best. Like it's, he'll be like, Oh yeah, I'll be there in five minutes. I say this and I'm like 30 minutes late today, but he'll just think he's anywhere. Yeah, it's, it's great stuff. But you know, I, you know, it's dope to have you on here. I want to bring it back a little bit to like, you know, your upbringing, like your story is just super unique. And, you know, I think a lot of people could take a lot of things from your driving business and, you know, the way that you got into all that and started from such a young age. I yeah. want to bring it back a little bit to all Before that. Before he jumps into that, because, man, I didn't know, like, you're young. Yep. Yeah. yeah Are you 30? You're 29. Yeah. I'll be 30. I'll be 30 in Kamloops. So yeah. I got there a, week, go. I got oh, a week, week left of the 20s, boys. But, yeah, going back to what Isaiah says, I didn't realize it because all the stuff that you do and, and uh, obviously have the shop and stuff like that, he kind of filled me in a bit, but I'd love to hear more. And I know we've talked a bunch about it, but – uh, do a little bit of a deep dive how like Cobbaquid came up and, and that, that path at a young age uh, to where you are now a team owner manager of some high end riders with some high end companies backing you yeah um, I got involved in the shop sort of um, by accident I guess um, I was st I was still in high school uh, I was coming off a back injury broke my back going into uh, grade 12 so I was sort of slumming it at mom and dad's with no job or anything, no money. And, and dad's like at the, you know, once I was getting healed up, he's like, you got to get out of the house, man. Like you got to go, you got to go get a job. And the, uh, the shop was hiring. It was like 25 minutes from, from my house. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't have any background in sales or any back. Like I'm, I'm just a kid. And I, you know, like ride my dirt bike and like ride my snowmobile. And he's like, just apply, like go up, drop a resume off. You never know. And so I, I got a call for an interview and it was like a couple weeks later, went for the interview and the owner of the company was like, yeah, you know, I appreciate you coming up. I didn't mean to waste your time, but you're just, you know, nothing like what we're looking for. Um, so I just left and I'm like, they're, they're okay. On, on to something <laughs> else then. Tried. And like a, a month later, um, I was driving with my sister. We were going to my cousin's place in the Valley and I'm like, I'm going to call, geez, I recognize that number. 
And I pull over. Chess Walsh, the owner of the business at the time, says, uh, well, we couldn't find anybody else, so like, <laughs> and we need somebody. So if you want to start like next week, you can you can come work. Oh, did you were backup plan? <laughs> yeah, big time. I was like, I was like the backup to the backup. <laughs> so I, I I I was like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. I'll, like I have no other options. And uh, anyway, it, it we hit it off super good, like right out of the gate. He, you know, it, it worked out really well, and he worked with my school schedule. So I ended up graduating early, and and you know, working there a bunch, and then. I got uh, I got lined up to go to school to be a power line technician, and I went to NSCC and worked part time at the shop and and did that power line course, and I got a job lined up in Nova Scotia Power and quit the shop, and I gave my two weeks notice, and he was like, "Is there any way that you'd be interested in staying here instead of leaving?" And I'm thinking like, "Well, geez, you know, a year and a half ago you didn't even want me to come in the first place, and now you don't want me to leave," so. We, we talked a bit and I was young and foolish and I'm just like, I need all this money and I need demos and I need, you know, a company truck and like, uh, you know, benefits and <laughs> I want to be able to buy the dealer when you're ready to sell. And he just looked at me and he's like, okay. Fun. And I was like, oh boy, <laughs> I bit off way more than I could chew here. <laughs> and he, his, his like first thing that he said was, if you want to buy, I'm ready to sell. So we need to start like now you need to get a lawyer and you need to get an accountant and let's start rolling. Oh, and I was like, oh boy. That got real. Like real quick. Like <laughs> like like that day. Like I was quitting in the morning and I was buying in the Dude, afternoon. Dude, my palms are sweating That's, right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I don't think you really touched. Like you were just graduating high school. I was 17 years old. Yeah. I couldn't even sign documents without my parents. <laughs> like I needed a guardian. <laughs> you couldn't uh, You couldn't do a lot of things. You couldn't drink alcohol yet. Couldn't do anything. Couldn't, well, you can, I guess Dude, you can buy Dude, I just got my foals. Like I'm just... <laughs> Just fresh out of like I need beginners. a company. I need a company car. I can't drive it, but I need one. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't like, get proper just, insurance. Yeah, it was it was it was wild, man. It is wild. So uh, that was twelve years ago, man. Was that two? That was twenty. It was twenty ten. Twenty ten. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Wow. Yeah, it was twenty ten. So that all went down, and and you're like, oh, it kind of caught you off guard, I'm sure. Yeah, big time. So he was. I mean, obviously, didn't just like. Monday came around and I was the owner and he was not like <laughs> yeah. it was, we worked yeah. together for, for like a year. Um, and he, you know, he showed me the ropes and, and eased me into it kind of thing. And then we you just sort of burned through it and, and build up enough equity in the company that I could go to the bank and get a loan to buy the rest of it and all this stuff. And, and, you know, it was a cool way we structured the deal and he, he helped me through the whole thing. So, yeah. you know, when it was all said and done, it was like, I, it was like I had already owned it but I was like, I didn't have all the responsibility until it was done, done. So. Yeah. A little rent to buy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's cool. Yeah. And, and, and in the early days, I guess, so once you get it, you know, you're such a young owner at this point. Like what were some of the struggles of being such a young business owner? I was terrified, dude. Like I, I, well, for one, I bought a business and I was living in my parents' basement <laughs> and I was so scared that like, every decision I made was going to be the wrong one. And I was just going to lose everything. Cause like, yeah. I, I mean, not that I really had much, but I had everything into it. Like yeah. I had no backup plan whatsoever. I didn't finish my NSCC course. I didn't like, I, I was in and I just, it, it, the stress of like, you're the guy, like your decision is the one that has all the weight. So if you yeah. mess it up, it's, it's, it's you. And then like, you start to get in your head where you're like, okay, I have, you know, I have 10 employees and they have 10 families. That's which is, so that's like if, what I was getting. So if to. I mess it up, I mess it up for them mm -hmm. too. So like, 
it's it's you know at the start of it i'm just like obsessed with the fact that i could mess it up yeah. and mm -hmm. it just it's a lot of sleepless nights when you when you yeah away. like it took me a long time to mature into like you know understanding that business decisions are business decisions and you can't just like obsess with the yeah you know the if you it's like it's like when you're riding in the woods if, if you look at the tree you're gonna hit the tree yeah, yeah. so don't worry like look where you want to go kind of thing and that's yep. that's sort Follow of how path. i Follow got path. through that yep that's um that would mature you real quick i'm trying to jog my memory if i could run a business at that stage and i'm like dude i was such a young punk and i was just like there's no chance so you must have um you know obviously still young we talked about that 29 still and you matured fast did it skip over some of those years where your your buddies were out doing stuff that you know seemed like it's fun and we isaiah and i talk about this all the time with young riders and stuff like that where it seems like that lifestyle over there partying drinking and going out and chasing women is is the way to go but are you happy that you kind of got to avoid it with all this pressure of doing this yeah i think so i i missed a lot of that stuff like i mm. didn't really party i didn't i didn't have time really because like just business 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 and and you know even on the off days you're not you're working like if your cell phone's on you're you're working yeah um so i missed a lot of that stuff but i feel like it's uh you know my sister told me one time she said you know you gotta you gotta think of it like you worked while they partied so now you can party while they work yeah. kind of thing. so yeah. you know i i i'm as it as it goes i think that i'll be able to enjoy the mm -hmm. the the years after business much more because i grounded out early and i mean like whatever i, I can still party now it's oh just, yeah it's not it's not like i'm you're smarter about you, it though yeah, exactly. that's what we always say we're smarter now more strategic about it you can't yeah. just you can't you know i got a business to run and people yep. to provide for so yeah yep. it, and it's kind of i mean again painting another little picture for some of these people here like your business is not like you took something over that is in a prime location per se right so you had so many challenges right off the bat and you were able to you know shift revenue streams and yep. you know find ways to make the business creative and from a young man like some of the challenges you would have had to face with that i think is super super cool so like talk a little bit about how maybe you structured the business and the model a little bit differently yeah when i came on like social media was just starting to boom mm -hmm. and like the shop didn't have a facebook page didn't have an instagram account it didn't have you know we're not on twitter but it didn't have twitter mm -hmm. the website was just basic like it, things were just like super old school on the flip side it it had a, a sick vibe like every person that walked through the door you could call them by name like you could hang oh, out yeah. friday afternoon you could have a beer like it was just a super chill down like the the slogan for the shop is world-class service in a down-home atmosphere so just like love that yeah prioritize the customer make them feel welcome but be professional and so when i was able to like take all those values that chess taught me and partner it with an online presence and oh you know outside of the box thinking it was like a match made in heaven like we took all that good stuff mm -hmm. and then you know took advantage of the areas where we weren't prioritizing before and, and just started grinding out on social media and strategic partnerships like bringing in people that you can you know not use but utilize yeah yeah that's that's a real good way to put it before we go deeper into where you are now um where's Ch chess is chess yep chess where's is he just older that he just wanted to get out or yeah it was a family business for them like his grandfather started it and then his father had it and then yeah. he had it and because like the business started in 1965 so it's it's been okay. around um it's got and, a heritage there yeah 
Yeah, same paired. spot too. Like same property. You see, and Isaiah said it's in, not in the. What city is it in? It's 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 in a Dude. it's in a community. It's not even like a village. It's like a, I need to go there. It's uh yeah, it's Collingwood, and it's like oh, Collingwood. Yes, it's yes, in the I middle of nowhere, man. That, like there's no there's not even cell service. That's wild. It's literally, yeah. like I remember we went out there one time to do this little thing. He was building a track with Mitch at the time, and um, like we get there, and I literally had no service. No. I was like. <laughs> Where am I? I I was gonna call him and say I think I'm going to the wrong spot. I think that Can't was I think that was the first day I I saw Isaiah cry. Oh man, do you remember that? <laughs> Fuck! I broke my lens right in half. That was the day I broke. <gasps> man, no. my camera fell oh, off yeah. the tripod. Is that the, the photo just, you showed me just snapped in half. Parker's like paying me a few grand to do this thing. I'm like, oh, God. it was mid shoot. He just sent me that photo. Isaiah's got this like got his camera set up on the top of a tabletop. Yeah, and we were standing there and just like. Slow motion, little gust of wind, cartwheels his brand new lens down, oh, down man, the side of the dude, I was, I, I just was got one. Not cheap. It was devastating. Made COVID like my life just sucked. Yeah, yeah. yeah was was that during COVID? That was like, yeah, right before right, I that moved was like, up to Ontario. Yeah. yeah, that was the hub of it. Like that yeah. was like when you weren't even allowed to carpool to work. Yeah. Oh, like, dude, what we a joke that stuff, was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then then you came out to Ontario, got another lens, went back to the East Coast. That lens got stolen out of the truck. Oh, that's right. All yeah. your, the whole bunch of your shit. <laughs> all my shit, man. Like oh, everything. Dude. That's Just, a hard hit. It was rough. I had to buy all my. I remember the first time I ever went, and like not near the same type of investment as that, but like at the time, me going and spending like ten, twelve thousand mm. dollars on some camera stuff was all the money that I had. Yeah. Everything. And then I lost it twice. <laughs> <laughs> Had to redo it twice. Wow. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, uh, that was rough. Yeah. Anyways, back on track here. Uh, you took over this business when you were young. Yep. And a lot of stress involved in that, obviously. Man, it'd be stressful in 30s, 40s, 50s to do that. Yeah, it's uh, always, let alone a teenager. It's still stressful. Like, it's not, yeah. it's not walking the park by so, any means. And I know that you've come from, you know, obviously you rode dirt bikes. But how did the, the whole racing thing, obviously, uh, for our listeners probably don't know, and I just learned not too long ago, it started with snowcross. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So take us through yeah. that step where you took the shop. And you're like, well, we're going racing now. Yeah. So we it was it was actually freestyle. We got when just shortly after I took over, um, Heath Frisbee just won X Games gold with the front flip, first ever front oh, wow. flip. Yeah. Um, so he was he was factory ski doo, and they were doing like a tour around the country, and like they would if you were a dealer for ski doo and you wanted to bring him in, they would comp the expenses to bring him to the store, and it was sort of like nobody was really doing it and i was like this is great we're gonna we're gonna bring this guy that just literally did the he's the only person on the planet mm -hmm. to do this trick we're gonna bring him to the store and it and we so we scheduled it all in i reached out to him on on facebook and he was like hell yeah dude like let's let's do it i'd love to come out so we flew him out did the open house it was the biggest one we ever did like it was we did more business on that one day with him at the store than we did like the three months prior it was Damn. nuts and uh so once that happened, I was like, there's something to this. Like we wow. need to start, we need to stay on this track. We need to bring these people in and we need to partner with them. So fast forward after like three or four years, um, Heath had left ski and went to Polaris and then the Polaris program just sort of like phased out freestyle where they just like, they didn't really want to support mm -hmm. it anymore. And, and Heath was sort of high and dry. Didn't, didn't have anywhere to go. Um, we were at a dealer meeting for ski do in, in Denver, Colorado, hanging out with the boys from SES unlimited. They did all our sled graphics and Devin, the president of their company was like, yeah, I don't know what's going on with Heath. Like he doesn't know what he's doing. And I'm like, I'll, he can ride for me. Like I'll put a program together. 
I'll build his sleds. And, and he was like, you do that? I'm like, yeah, I think this is cool. Um, so I flew down to Heath's house, met with him in, in uh, Boise, Idaho. And we hung out at his family's cabin for two or three days. And we went, you know, toured around. He showed me the farm and showed me all this cool stuff. And we hashed out a deal right there. And like 48 hours later, we had a, a contract signed and he was going to ride snowmobiles for us. And, and then like we shipped his sleds to Boise and I flew down and built them for him. And it was just me then. Like it was just yeah. him and and I and um, then X Games came around and we got to X Games and we did like we did some really cool stuff with like we were the first team to um, bring fuel injection to X Games like nobody had ever had a fuel injected snowmobile oh, at X shit. Games we put a an 850cc engine in a 600 snowmobile like we did all <laughs> this cool stuff because he's like man the 600 is just underpowered for what I want to do and I'm like okay well why do we have to run a 600 like it's, it's open it's freestyle yeah. in an open class. Yeah, so yeah. He's like, I don't know. We just never did it before. I'm like, well, let's well, do it. Fuck yeah. So there's just like Send cool it. stuff like that that just that sent us on the trajectory of mm. like partnering with athletes and doing that. So that freestyle, which is crazy to yeah. come from that that realm. I thought yeah. he was just right into snowcross, but the freestyle no. is like, it's on. It's similar, but it's like completely different. It's yeah. just all athlete based, and it's yeah. And that's then wild. so then like three years ago yeah well just just before covid started was our last x games and we at that we were at x games with six riders like we we were the only the only time ever in x games history where a team participated in the individual events because you had sled riders freestyle guys and then snow bikes snow bikes yeah yeah jeez yeah so we had we went with uh heath frisbee Willie Elam, Joe Parsons, who is the second most decorated X Games athlete of all time behind no kidding. Sean White. Like, this guy is one gnarly dude. That's insane. It's insane yeah. that you got all these guys, like, just out of, like, uh, from a dealer show, fast forward, and yep. now you got these many guys going to the X Games, which is the biggest action sports um, games in the world. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Olympics I, for action sports. Yeah, I think one of the biggest takes that I see from all that right away is, like, your ability to spot an opportunity not like you said like not using it but like you know being smart about it yeah. as far mm-hmm. as been, there's something here there's a reason people love these people they you know they relate to it and they want to buy into the program so if but, you bought in yeah. people buy in like yeah, it I makes know. sense right yeah but i feel like that goes back to you taking over that business at a young age you're not hesitant you've already went and you you did those hurdles you sorted that out and you're like man that wasn't that you know i, yeah. I did this now I'll take these risks and, and help these guys out. Maybe this will help my business. And yeah, in it turn, it, yeah. it, it started something that's huge. Yeah. yeah. So from from that six-person X Games, what year would that be? Uh, 2018? No, 2020. 2020. Yeah. Three was years it ago, that? Yeah. That yeah, was not long ago. Shoot. Yeah. When I yeah. say 2018, I'm thinking that was like three years ago. Yeah. 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 No, like, 2020. It was, yeah, it was January. Because, uh, yeah, it was definitely 2020. It was the year that... Well, we were at X Games and and Kobe Bryant died. Oh yeah. Wow. So then yep. it was like you were walking down the streets in Aspen it's and there was COVID. just Bryant jerseys everywhere. Wow. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever been to Aspen, but mm. it's like a little city in a crater in the Rockies. Mm-hmm. And I don't yep. know what store had five thousand Kobe Bryant jerseys for sale, but they were all in Aspen. Amazon Prime that's just yeah. next day shipping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That was, did, that was a wild yeah. time. Um. You know, okay, so you get all this, you know, you find success in the model that you're doing and improving your business and continue to develop that way. But then you get into the moto scene and you kind of apply that same aspect. Yep. 
And, you know, at first it started out with a, a few things and here and there. And, you know, take us through that project. What brought you over to this side? Um, it was just pretty natural, I guess, because I was buddies with Mitch Cook. And then he's brother-in-laws with, with Tyler. So, like, that, we had a pretty easy connection to, to bridge over to that. And we were looking for ways to expand the shop. Like, we had, you know, maximized what I, you know, our product lines. And we wanted to add some product lines and... So we looked at taking on a, a dirt bike line and we did that. And we actually started with beta and we built when Isaiah was filming and crashed his camera, yeah. we built yeah. this like gnarly I remember seeing that stuff. motocross beta before beta was doing what they're doing now with yeah. the motocross stuff. We built one of these, like we had, you know, custom engine parts that came from Italy and we had <laughs> ECUs that they shipped that like they were helping us, you know, build this project. It was really cool. So that I guess is where it all sort of started Hard. rolling with the with the moto stuff, and then we picked up Gas Gas, and that was that twenty twenty that you picked up Gas Gas or twenty twenty one. I can't remember what year. It that was, it was it was three quarters of the way through the year in twenty twenty. Oh, okay, it was like because our our first bikes came like fall, like okay. just before the snow. Yeah, because Tyler at the time was with uh, Monster Kawasaki. Yeah, I think and, he finished that he, contract that year. He finished the contract that year, and then he was going to be done. Like yeah. he was. He's just gonna do some woods racing and and ride yep. off into the sunset, and then I yep. mess that all up for him. Oh yeah, you, <laughs> now he's still going. He had his best 450 career, the season of yep. his career. Yeah, like, he's just rolling. Yeah. But yeah, so you get into that, you know, you you know, you make that connection. You're in the gas, gas, and you know now now you're seeing some some road, you know, ahead of you, right? Did yeah? Did you see that like when you were 2021, your first season with Tyler, and you guys were just kind of doing it like small time, I I would say, but it's still like at a high level. You yeah, guys were when get we, competing, we did. I didn't. I didn't see any of this. Like you were just I, like, oh, I, had, fun. I had zero intention of the program getting this big, especially this quick. Because um, at the start, like Tyler just wanted to do round one of the nationals. Wait, where was it that? That was still uh, COVIDish. It was Walton. Walton. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, because everything was in Ontario. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was still COVIDish. So he was like, "I want to do round one, and then like just woods." I'm like, "Okay, no problem." So we went to round one and it didn't go very well for us. And, um, like I had never, I didn't know what we even needed to have at the track. <laughs> like, like we didn't know we had to, wa I didn't know we had to wash a bike between motos, like yeah. nothing. Dude. Using like, the snow. I, yeah. Like I'm, we, we don't have, we don't have to wash anything on snowmobiles. Like they come back and we put fuel in that's, that's it. it. Yeah. So we, we did round one and then Tyler was like, that didn't go very good. I'm like, no, I agree. Like I'm, I didn't like that one bit. And he's like, we got to go to round two. I'm like, whoa. Where was no, no, we today? just agreed this went terrible. Oh, yeah. We did, what's that? Was round two at Gophers? Yeah, yeah. 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 So we, <laughs> we, we agreed you know, this we, went terrible. Yeah. I was like, I, I, I agree. Like, more let's torture? Stop. Okay. Let's, let's go, go home. Yeah. Like, let's go. So we went to round two and it went like a little better. Oh, yeah. Light. And, oh, that's all you need. And I'm like, oh, boy. And Tyler's like, yeah. Like, we, we could have done better there, but you know what? It is what it is. And I'm like, okay. And he goes, but I think we need this, this, and this for the next round. And I'm like, next round? I signed up for one round. Like, I've been, gone, I've been away from home, like, 20 days longer than what I said I was going to be away from home. Like, And at this point, you couldn't just uh, – New Brunswick oh, was a yeah. Oh, it was, it was a nightmare. We yeah. had – we so now that it's all over with, and, and uh, we, we had to put the riders in the trailer – and like smuggle them across the border no to get home. Yeah. Like we, were, we pulled out, we pulled off to a truck stop and like me and Tyler's dad were in the truck and we put the riders in the trailer and drove across the border. And, and Tyler's dad goes, 
what are you doing? I said, well, I said, I have a pass to get across work pass. And I said, I'm just going to say that you're with my company and we're trucking, like we're hauling yeah. stuff. And he's like, you think it'll work? I'm like, well, we're going to, we got to try something. We got to go home. And so boys get in the, get in the trailer and we buzz across the scales and get back on the highway. We're doing 110 bombing down the highway. <laughs> and, the, and, and Derek goes, when do you think we should pull over and let them out of the trailer? And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> So we pulled over. Let them... Tyler was so mad. Like, he was so mad. He got out and he's like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever done. This is foolish. He hated that, man. He just despised it. it yeah. COVID wasn't a thing in Brookfield, Nova Scotia, no. though. I'll tell you no, that. No. It wasn't. No. No. no, not for the not for a guy that just hangs out in the woods all the time. He doesn't. It doesn't make sense to him. And, and it didn't make sense to us either. But no. we had to freaking go by those rules. Yeah. That's uh, that's funny though, and and it was wild because like you were living in Ontario at the time, but we kept tabs with your mom and, yeah. and people back there, and we're like, that's nuts over there. But yeah. you kind of like at the time you're like, oh, I guess it makes sense because it's kind of its own little unit in the Maritimes. You can just the, shut the, it down from Quebec. The wildest thing about the whole thing was like when the the border crossings were up, and like you couldn't, it wasn't safe to cross into New Brunswick in Allac, but like you could go to Tidnish and it wasn't like there was no border crossing there. You could go to New Brunswick through one border, but not the other. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Just, Nothing made sense. Just convenient. Yeah. It, it, you know, it was convenient for them to throw a few people there and yeah. stop some people and feel like heroes. I know. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I see like even at Rad Torque, we're in Edmonton right now and I see signs from when it was COVID. And it's just oh, so cringy, man. Oh, oh, it's brutal. Oh, and I know there's no, there's no restrictions now, but just seeing that, like just like oh, the bad reminders of it. Yeah. But anyways, let's get off this. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, um, bad just, topic. now yeah. back, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was 2021 and <laughs> things. <laughs> that's typical T Dags, though, man. Yeah, like he's so. like, he probably did that on purpose. Yeah. Let's just do one, Alex. You know, this one. He, uh, he, knew. he had me. If, if he did it on purpose, he had me because I was like, we're we're going to smuggle our way to Walton and we're going to smuggle our way home. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> listen, put it in T-Dag's mindset. He's going to go there. If he's having a bad day, he wants to redeem himself. Yep. If he's having a good day, he wants do to do it again. Yeah. There's You didn't know this, but no, you were no. signed up. Yeah, I yeah, for like the eternity. Because yeah, the yeah. guy's going to ride till he's 90. So like I'm in, I'm, I'm <laughs> toast. Like I, just an infinity just contract. better. Like, yeah. Like you yeah. had a hell of an off season housing that guy with bikes. Like, what do you do for his program? Just a stalker a million times a year, or what? Yeah, well, he he yeah, we have to run stalkers and <laughs> pump gas. Like, it's, yeah. it, otherwise, it would be a million dollars to keep Tyler in practice bikes. Dude, yeah. he rides we so were, uh, much. Well, I, I was telling Kyle, yeah, he's, we're just he's had this. he's had the his new. So we got hooked up from um, from Gas Gas with the new factory editions for Tyler this year, and he's had literally like he's had the bike for like twenty days. And he's got like 35 hours on it or something. <laughs> I said we did seven like, hours on a bike this and guy, like, three. <laughs> this guy rides 10 hours a week, like engine hours. The, the, the motor is running in his bike for 10 hours a week. It's actually he's, wild. Yeah, he's nuts. His hands are just calluses. They're not even, there's no skin. They're just no. pure callus. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the 2021 and man, you, you got, you must've got hooked. You, oh, were, you were hooked yeah, after yeah, that. Immediately. I was like, this is like, it, it's adrenaline, man. Like, yeah. You get, you get to the track and like things are happening and, mm -hmm. and you know what? I, I didn't have honestly a lot of fun until towards the end of that season that Tyler hooked me in Yeah, and we got our first podium there and then is. I was like, there it is. Oh man, mm -hmm. we're running this back. What an adrenaline yeah. rush when that happens, right? Big As time. a team manager and, uh, and like, anybody involved with that at the, like at that stage, it was, we were just buddies that were mm -hmm. doing this. Like we mm -hmm. didn't, there was no structure. Like, 
Tyler was just racing for contingency money, and then like halfway through, I'm like, okay, like this is a job for you. Like we need to, we're gonna, we gotta, I gotta pay mm-hmm. you. And then, but it was still like when he got that podium, and the champagne's flying, and he just like ran over me, and we just had this big hug. And I'm like, this is what it's about. Yeah. Like the uh, you know the money and the, and all the the all that stuff aside, yeah. like when your rider comes to you and he's like we did it yeah and that it's a good feeling yeah that was cool that was Deschambault yep Deschambault that was uh yeah was that on the the Monday no he got he, he got we the were Sunday. back-to-back podiums oh, yeah back-to-back back-to-back podiums so the Sunday had the Sunday we talked about that that Monday it How was weird? a weird week yeah it was like it was like oh. that, that Monday just had like bad written all over yeah like, and then just, got just hurt packed there. up in the morning yeah Tremblay wiped out and yeah. Pettis wiped out yeah mm, that's uh it just felt awkward yeah. and, and Daniel had nobody there he literally cleared that pits out and yeah. weird times but that was that was cool yeah you did you did the podium on the, the Sunday which was the crowd was there yeah. it was the vibe like that felt cool and then he backed it up again and, and then you were done you were you were into a team oh, yeah. manager yeah, there was no getting out it of it wasn't then. buddies anymore it was team manager no and then rider. like after that it was like yeah we should probably start negotiating a contract. <laughs> like, let's let's get something going for next year. And what um, what an ambassador to have, though. Oh, um, it, yeah. I I joke all the time. I'm like, it's a good thing that everybody loves him mm-hmm. because otherwise he'd drive you crazy. Yeah. Like yeah. One, he, I, he the well, it was funny because Donk was teasing us on on Instagram about Tyler doing the FMSQ last week and. Like I didn't know he was doing an FMSQ <laughs> until he won it. He's seen, he's seen the Instagram post that he he's, won. He's like, his, he calls me and he's like, "Hey, uh, did you see I won that that race?" And I'm like, "Yeah, man, like good job." And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "I wasn't gonna do it, but I was in Ottawa at my dad's and like Convenient. I had my bike, so like, and I was going by and like this guy offered help, and then the race promoter called me and." I'm like, Tyler, yeah. when you left Brookfield, you were going to do that race, and he's like. No, well, yeah, but like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he wasn't even set up for Dude. it. No, um, nothing. Not most people got like clauses in their contracts, like you can't do this, you can't do that, yeah. you can't race. You this. can't, you can't, you can't put a harness on Tyler. No, the, the yeah, guys, God, no. like he, it, it's just that's why our relationship works so good because I give him a mile of rope. Yeah, yeah. like he's he he's been around forever. He knows what he yeah. can and can't do. What's safe for him to do? Yeah. He knows where the money's made. So it's not like him going to do that race is at no higher risk than him riding the practice track at home. Yeah, like, 100%. He's, 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 he knows that yeah. he has to perform on, on Sundays. He's going and, that hard on practice no matter what, man. Exactly. He's going the same. Like He doesn't exactly. – uh, there's no off for him. It's all on. Well, and the thing with him doing races too is like it, it, it takes his focus to another level. Like, like it, Practice tracks are where, where people crash, man. Yeah. Like you get complacent. You're riding the same spot. Yeah. You're just – you know, you're thinking it's, about things where you're riding. Up. Like when he know. races, it's – Dude. When those goggles go on, man, it's... I don't, I don't care what you say. He's um, in Canada. He uh, has the biggest flag because he can do so many different aspects yep. of the sport. Definitely. And he's been around for so long and he's still competing at the highest of levels, Yeah, um, which is cool. And, and before we get to the two questions, cause we, uh, we just beat the clock. So we're going to, we're going to give another lap before we get to the two laps. But uh, Isaiah and I got the privilege uh, to have your team do the media yesterday. And, yeah. and honestly, I love, I love all the guys in the series, but uh I find that your team is uh, a very fun team to be on. Like, I, I, if I were to pick a team to be on, I'd, I'd want to be on that team just for, you know, Ev, uh, Mitchell, hilarious guy. Um, and then Tyler, just uh, the goofball in the background, always uh, having those quirks. The funniest thing ever when, when Harrison got here this, this uh, spring, he's like, we warn everybody when he gets here. Like, you know, he's a bit of goofball. He's <laughs> super easy to get along with, like, super chill, fun guy. But, like, he does – 
some dumb shit most of the time. Like, <laughs> like he'll say something. You're just like Mitchell. Come on, man. Yeah. So he's standing there, and we're introducing some people, and he goes, "I'm going to tell you two things about me." <laughs> and the guy's like, "Oh boy." Yeah. Mitchell goes, "I do dumb shit all the time. <laughs> like those are his two things." Like. <laughs> <laughs> we oh, were talking man. about this. Ev was telling me about this yesterday. We and Tyler was listening. We were laughing so oh, hard because he's like with the fingers, like I do dumb shit. And the second point is all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, like those are the two things. Thing, I can tell you two things about me. <laughs> yeah. It's one thing, but I'm yeah. gonna tell it to you twice. Oh man, he is just jokes. Like, oh. He's he's so good to be around, man. Like yeah. I I laughed so hard at the and I know we're out of time, so this is the yeah, you're good. You're good. The before last season, like when he came up and there was a bunch of drama around him coming and everything. Mm. And like he, he got here and like instantly jailed and like was chill and we were golfing and he was having a blast and like, he was just in a good mindset and everything. And he was so easy to get along with and like had zero demands for his bike. He didn't give a shit. Like he didn't, he like, Oh, just put the levers wherever you want. Like, I don't care. Like he's, he (laughs) was so easy to get along with. And then like coming in round one, the rumors like, Harrison's not getting along with the team and like Alex can't keep him happy and all this stuff. And I'm just sitting back and I'm like, Oh, we were, we were driving to the airport, me and Tyler and, and Mitchell. And I'm like reading them. I'm like, boys, here's another one. Listen to this one. Yeah. And they're just like, where do these people get this stuff? And I'm I like, I it. don't know. But Dude, like, he is them. low maintenance. He's zero maintenance. He like, is. Oh, it's yeah, awesome. Yeah. He just fits beauty. in anywhere. Yeah. Like, yeah. What a beauty. Anyways, we better get to the two laps there. You want yeah. me to go first? You go. I'll, I'll hit it first. Um, mine was how do you, I guess, in a position of power and, you know, at this time you need so many people, like you've grown so big and you need so many people around you. Is there something that you look for? What, what is something that you look for that if you decide I'm going to keep this guy around or this one isn't the right one? Whew. That's a tough one. Um, you, you need to surround yourself with people that see the same goal and, and know that if what you're doing, whether it's the race team or the, or the dealership, if they're willing to put in the work to help get to that goal, there's benefits to them too. So, so surrounding yourself with people that are willing to understand that there's a process, there's a place in line. There's like really buy into the program. If, if they're not, if they're half in half out, I don't want you like we need all in or all out. So just getting people that are, are willing to buy into the process and, and, you know, good people like, you can tell who's good and who's not, and you can tell what people are there for the wrong reasons. Love it. Love it. Yeah, that's Love good. Uh, I got. To, I, I was gonna go. I didn't know what side I was gonna go on this question, but I, I like, you, you know, the business side of things. Isaiah and I both like that. So, if there was an Alex Parker school for young kids coming out of high school, whatever, what would be one of the biggest lessons or one of the first lessons that you would do? To, get, to guide them on the way of like where you are now, you're living a great life, you're having fun, you're ra- surrounded by good people and you got a great business. What's something that, you know, off the top of your head, boom, this is what we, we need to teach these kids? Take risks and ask for help. Yeah, um, you can't do it by yourself. Yeah, It's impossible. And I'm, I'm still at fault for that, doing a lot of things where I'm like taking, Sylvan told me this week, he's like, delegate some of that work, man. You're stressing yeah. yourself out, you're taking the fun out of it. I'm like, yeah, you're right, you're totally right. Like, so just, Get people to help you, and don't be afraid to take the risk. Oh, buddy, uh, that's uh, we struggle help. with that. Very oh badly. man, the delegating and the, the asking for help, and we we do it in the office too. And we've got to get better at it. And especially when you come to events and and say you're you're shorthanded on staff or whatever, 
reach it for you maybe reach out to a dealer see if there's somebody that can come and help with the team for us it's like just finding people it's like you always feel like ah, you hate asking and obviously usually they're paid positions but you still like there's that yeah. feeling yeah and i i hate like inconveniencing somebody yeah, yeah. I, I just like it's just something it's like a fault of mine i just yeah. cannot mm. handle it yeah so like i don't like disappointing and i don't like inconveniencing so it's that's why i struggle so bad with like letting people do things or asking yeah. people to do things yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, i don't i don't want to ask and like this guy feels obligated to say yes yeah. and that sort of thing so, so that's, sylvan I, sees it though that you you don't necessarily just come out and just say hey can you do this for yeah me? exactly and him and like like jeff tyler's mechanic him and i have, have a good working relationship and and he said like last week he's like don't hesitate to ask me to do extra stuff like mm -hmm. i don't mind i want to help like we're all here for the yeah. same reason feel free yeah. so like yeah. i got a you know we got a good group that are willing to like this morning i came down from the bedroom and ev's in the living room sorting gear and t-shirts she's just like oh i was just getting things organized yeah. like like yeah. just you just love that everybody's just willing to help and i just you know sometimes you just struggle with with asking that's for it, it. Yeah. everybody's yeah. there for the same reason and they're yeah. they want they almost want you're like the team leader they yep. want you to, to give them something and if they don't get it from you like Ab, she's gonna just do it on her yep. own that's yep. how exactly. you know the real good ones the yep. keepers yeah exactly. they, they do without being told yep. or be, oh, being yeah. asked right sometimes obviously there's certain things that you typically handle and they won't really step on toes but yep. you know the little stuff that you see and people sometimes think that we don't notice as like you know being the leader in the position that we're all in you know but you notice you do something little yeah, you you're notice. like i i got you yeah, yeah exactly the risk side of it though that's a huge one too and uh yeah, I, I like it's it's something that'd be hard to to teach and articulate really yeah um, and it's i guess it's it's got to be calculated risk right mm -hmm. like you can't just throw a hail mary and just like hope for the best oh yeah. i'm gonna you know pull a lottery number out of this one or whatever but you know mm -hmm. there's there's you gotta have a plan homework but you can't like it it doesn't happen unless you just shoot for it Love it. That's great. Man, this was fun. Yeah, was good. Stoked Thanks for having me, boys. Yeah, yeah. stoked to have someone on. This is a good convo. I well, think people can pull so much gems out of this. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. honestly, this is awesome. And uh, when we, we started, we like we knew we wanted to go down the guest route. We wanted to get it going. And uh, uh, obviously, you and I talk a lot. And uh, you guys talk a bunch about uh, being East Coasters and stuff like that. We're like, this this fits. Because yeah. you, your mentality and the time I spent with you is very you know, same vision that we have at yeah. our office. So, yeah. uh, man, thank you for being the, the first guest. First yep. one. 30 Thanks, plus boys. 30 it was, plus it was two. fun. Yeah. Peace. We're out.